Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map. And that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church. And when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Before I say anything on today's episode, I first want to put a disclaimer out. This episode about vaccines has absolutely nothing to do with the COVID-19 vaccine, nor will it be mentioned in this episode, okay? This is simply just a look at vaccines in general. I wanted to put this out right at the beginning so we clearly know where we stand. COVID-19 vaccine will not even be mentioned or considered in this episode. And so we're going to look at vaccines in general today. Now, as I began to examine this topic and look at it, I really wasn't sure what to call the episode. I thought about vaccines, a logical look. I thought about vaccines, exposing the myths, or vaccines, the actual facts. And But I'm not really, I still, as I'm recording it, I really don't know what to call this episode. And though I'm uncertain of the title of the episode, I still have no idea what I'm going to put up there. So whatever you see is what ended up, uh, what we ended up with. But though I don't know the title, I do know what I wanted the content to be. This is something that I've been working on for many, many weeks now, developing and researching and looking at. And I want to be very clear in today's episode. When my wife and I first began our marriage and found out we were expecting... It was really um, something that popped up in our conversation as we were preparing to have our first little one, Liberty. An unexpected area of contention came into our conversation, and that was the area of vaccines. That's something we had never really discussed before. Um, And as we began to talk about it, we realized that each of us kind of sat in two different camps on the vaccination debate, the vaccines debate. And uh, she was leaning one way, and I was really kind of leaning the other. And it was really based on the homes we had grown up in, the... um and just the influences we had had, and nothing necessarily wrong with that. And when you come into a marriage, there's going to be two differences of opinions and a lot of different things. And so we began to sat, sit down and go over this issue, this idea of vaccines and what we would do for our family about the vaccines. Now, vaccines within Christianity. Um, by the way, can I tell you this? Christians are super opinionated. Not only that, but we feel like, and I'll put this 
out there for myself. We feel like we have to give our opinion to everybody. And um, that's why we like Facebook and Twitter so much. And um, But let me tell you this. As we, as we begin to sit down, my wife and I, and look at this issue of vaccines with all the opinions and all the different things you'll find on the Internet, we began to sit down and research what would be our stance as a family. And let me tell you this right off the bat. That's why I love America. I love America because we have the liberty and the freedom both names of my daughters, of course, but we have liberty and freedom to be able to make our own decisions. Look, your decision could be different than mine, and my decision could be different than yours. And today we're not talking about something where it's an explicit Bible passage where the Bible says, thou shalt get vaccinated. Uh, We're not talking about, I mean, there's not that verse within the Bible. There's no clear biblical principle. I don't believe there's a clear biblical example. I think this is a decision that we have to study, we have to examine the facts, we have to look at, and then make a decision based on what is best for us and for our family. Now, I do believe that considering other people within this topic and considering others as well is an important fact within this topic. But each person, each family has to make a decision for themselves. And so my wife and I, we were no longer part of the homes that we grew up in. We were now our own home. We were our own family. And so we had to make our own family decision on what we were going to do in response to the area of vaccines. And for us, I believe we found a happy middle ground, and I'll share what that middle ground is for my family. Okay, this may be different from yours, but for my family, I'll share what that happy middle ground is at the end of this episode. So I tell you what, vaccines is one of the most opinionated and often divisive subjects that a Christian can discuss. If you Google Should a Christian support vaccines, you will find a plethora of articles, videos, podcast episodes, you name it, it's out there. You know, some say Christians should not take vaccines. Some say Christians should take vaccines. And I personally know and I love people who are in both camps. They're on either side. And, you know, I've seen people and I've seen families take a position and take a side often unmovably. In this episode, I want to be careful. I want to be careful that we remain factual and logical while also looking at the evidence within a loving fashion. And so today isn't going to be one of my, you know, hard stance episodes where I'm going to say things that are probably going to be a little bit offensive. It's going to be more of a challenge to you and a challenge to me to go back and examine the facts and make a wise, logical decision. Look, I'm not trying to get, today is not about getting somebody to change their stance or or what camp, one side they stand on. That's not my goal. I simply want to expose the truth and look at the facts. So many people um, share, so many opinions are based on just clickbait YouTube videos or some long lost Facebook article that they found that really has no bearing and truly is based more on myths than on facts. And that's what I want to expose today. If you are a listener of Sandy Creek Stirrings and you enjoy this podcast, then you know that I am so big on presenting the truth, whether we like it or not. Well, let's look at the facts. Let's look at our logic. Let's look at our belief system and see how it compares up and does it make sense and is it factual and is it logical? That is what you and I want. We want the truth. And that's something we began talking about, wanting the truth from the very beginning of Sandy Creek Stirrings. And so today is truly 
an opportunity to present the facts and to challenge our logic on this issue. Now, many believe that there is no middle ground. I talked about middle ground a second ago. Many believe there's no middle ground within this area because many people believe that the heart of this issue is an issue of morality, an issue of abortion. Now, you may ask, how does abortion connect to vaccines? And I do want to explain that today, and we will here as we go through. Now, when you begin talking to Christians about supporting or not supporting vaccines in general, remember, as I said at the very beginning, this is not about the COVID-19 vaccine. This is about vaccinations in general. Um, let's pretend like the COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine uh, just never happened for now. And I'm not saying that's a legitimate vaccine. I'm not saying that it's in, um, an illegitimate vaccine. I'm just, uh, we're not going to talk about it today in today's episode. I feel like there's a lot of it out right now, and I want to discuss vaccines just in general. But for most people, this, the issue of abortion, is the biggest factor of the vaccine debate for Christians. It's not an issue, okay, it's not an issue of vaccines saving lives. Vaccines, according to multiple, multiple sources, all right, multiple sources, save two to three million lives a year, a year based on those who have received vaccines alone. And when you go all the way back to Louis Pasteur, who began his process of studying inoculation in 1885, it had nothing to do with abortion. It was based solely on methods and ways and medicine to be able to save lives. By the way, um, it wasn't about making money either. It was simply about saving lives when he began that process. But, you know, for many Christians, the issue of vaccines is not about the fact that they save lives or they eradicate deadly diseases. The issue of the debate starts in 1961. In 1961, two babies were aborted. Now, I am very, very clear and very vocal on my stand against abortion, all right? I'm very clear on that. If you want to hear my entire stance on abortion, let me encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 65 entitled On Demand Murder, Abortion. The title alone will tell you how I feel about abortion. I believe that it is murder uh, because I base that off of the Bible. The Bible's very clear where God stands on the issue of abortion. So my stance is very clear, and I don't want anybody to think that I stand with abortion. I absolutely do not. I stand against abortion. And as we go into this, I want to be very clear on my stance that I am totally against abortion. Now, 1961, two babies were aborted. And after the murder of these two innocent children, their lungs were then taken. And the cells of the lungs were used to grow, to test, and to make cultures for vaccines. Now, I'm going to say that again just to be super, super clear. In 1961, two babies were aborted. After the murder of these two innocent children, their lungs were taken, and the cells of those lungs were used to grow, to test, and to make cultures for vaccines. Now, because of this fact, now it's not a myth, okay? It is not a myth that these abortions happened, their lungs were taken, all those things I just said. That's not a myth. That's an actual fact. And some people, this may be the first time you're hearing about that, but it is a fact of what happened. 
And because of that fact, though, many Christians have decided to be against vaccines. And they say statements like, well, anyone who receives these vaccines supports abortion. Or, it's so sad that vaccines have aborted babies in them. Or, it's crazy that babies are aborted to produce vaccines. Or, we cannot take these vaccinations because that would make us complicit with abortion. Have you ever heard anyone make those kinds of arguments before, those kind of statements? The question that I pose to you and what I want to look at today is, are they right? Are those statements true? Are those responses based on facts, on logic, on good principle? And so that's truly what I want to discuss in this topic in today's episode. Let's start by looking at the facts, all right? Let's look at the facts. Now, the fact is, and I'll be very clear, yes, two babies were aborted in 1961. Now, as we enter this topic, as with many, many, many topics, I want to make sure we establish the facts right off the bat. Look, facts are, facts are important. They are undeniable truths. You may dislike them. You may try to hide them. But it does not matter what you do. Facts are facts. But we must be careful to make sure we speak of facts and not myths. Things people commonly say but aren't necessarily truths. Maybe they're half-truths. But they're not actual truth. By the way, anything but the whole truth is a lie. If it's a half-truth, it's a lie. Because all you're doing is you're using a portion of the truth to try and deceive someone. So we have to be very careful no matter what subject we're talking about, but especially one as divisive as this. We have to be careful we separate the facts from the purported myths. And we want to make sure we separate those very clearly so people can understand the facts from the myths. By the way, the Bible tells us to do that. The Bible tells us to separate the facts from the myths. And in fact, we accomplish that by studying. Now, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, the verse that we just talked about, we just mentioned, is specifically referencing the Word of God. Um, don't take it out of context. It is talking about the Word of God. It is a letter. Timothy is, of course, the preacher. The Apostle Paul is writing the letter to him as a young man, and he's telling him, hey, you need to study the Word of God that you can rightly divide the Word of truth for your people. But I believe, and I don't think you're stretching the Scripture to say that, you know what, I believe that it's wise to study in every area to show yourself approved unto God. And I believe the only way to be approved is to study the Word of God. But I think it's an important principle to study in every area. That way, as the verse finishes, you can, no matter what the subject is, you can rightly divide, whether it be the Word of Truth, you can rightly divide politics. You can rightly divide government. You can rightly divide um, the stand against abortion. You can rightly divide the issue of vaccines. And so studying is very important. So yes, right off the bat, the fact is, the fact is that two babies were aborted in 1961. This is where, though, I want to begin separating the myths in this topic. Now, one myth that many spread is that these babies, remember this is a myth, a myth I see spread around is that these babies were aborted for the purpose of making vaccines. 
the whole reason these two mothers aborted their babies were because they wanted to um, use them as guinea pigs for the vaccine industry. I hate to say it. Well, I actually, I'm glad that I can say it. Um, I'm, yeah, so anyway, uh, but the, it's a myth. It's a myth. The, these abortions were done for the purpose of abortion. After the fact, before the bodies were so uncaringly discarded, um, a doctor took the lungs of these two babies and preserved them. But to be clear, these babies were not aborted with the intention of making vaccines. They weren't aborted to be vaccine guinea pigs. The truth, the fact is that these babies were aborted because they, their precious lives, were unwanted by their mothers. They were viewed as an inconvenience, the sad reality behind so many abortions in America. And so these two precious children were aborted. But to be clear, the purpose for the abortions was not to develop vaccines. Do your research. That's the facts. Now, another common myth I hear people spread around in the area of vaccines is that doctors collect new cells from abortions today and continue the process. They continue to take uh, cells from uh, aborted babies today that happen in today's world, and they take them back to these laboratories, and they continue to uh, use these cells. That's that's simply a myth. It's not true. The cell lines from the 1961 abortions, those two babies, multiply over and over and over and over again to produce new cells. Look, you research it out. The truth is there are no cells taken today or since the 1961 abortions. Now, that's speaking for America. I don't know about other parts of the world. But speaking for America, there are no other um, cells taken today or since the 1961 abortions. I couldn't find any um, research that would confirm that it's even done in other parts of the world, but I'm not going to speak for other parts of the world. I'm talking about the USA today. Now, current abortions do not go. Be clear, current abortions do not go to help the vaccine industry. That is a myth. Now, it'd be wise to research out the multiplication of cells that God created your body with. Okay, God created your body, the cells within your body, to multiply. Because that's what helps you heal from wounds, helps you heal from burns, helps you heal from so much more. And so cell reproduction, these cells multiplying, is a natural process that God created. So today's abortions don't go to help the vaccine industry. Now, here's another fact. Aborted babies aren't actually in the vaccines. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say it's so sad that aborted babies are in vaccines. That's simply not true. There are not literal aborted baby cells in vaccines. People who say vaccines have aborted babies in them are purporting a myth. It's simply not true. Now, if you research out the medical side of the process of growing these vaccine cultures, vaccine cultures are grown in the cells. Now, I don't want to go over anybody's head today, but after they are grown within the cells, they are then quote-unquote harvested, as what the medical industry calls it, and the process of producing the vaccine continues down the line. Now, when viruses grow in cells, the cells are killed, because the majority of the time, the viruses literally burst the cells. 
And once the vaccine virus is grown, it is then purified and any cellular debris is removed. And by the way, that's a quote from several, um, well, from one particular vaccine company in general, but you can research that out and they all speak along the same line that the cellular debris is removed. It's purifying. And so the fact is that the vaccine virus cultures are grown in the cells, but the cells themselves are not within the vaccines. And you say, that is a little, I, I, I failed to see what you're saying. Let me give you an example. An example would be if I bought my wife a bouquet of flowers from Winn-Dixie. And I brought home that bouquet of flowers and I handed them to her and I said, hey, be careful with these in the house. They have a bunch of dirt in them. Well, the fact is, yes, flowers were grown in dirt, but they don't have dirt in them. They, they were grown in the dirt, but they don't have dirt in them. The same goes for vaccines grown in, cult- in, in, in cells. You, the, the fact is the cultures were grown within the cells. That doesn't mean when they take the culture that the vaccines have aborted babies in them. Let's move on to another myth that I commonly hear spread around is that there's some who stand against vaccines based on this abortion uh, issue, but they stand against all vaccines because of the abortion, abortion issue. Now, with a little research, the fact is that all, of all the various vaccines available, and by the way, there are tons and tons of vaccines, but of all of them, only four vaccines come from cultures grown in the cell line from 1961. Those abortions in 1961, we only have four vaccines from those cell lines. All right, those vaccines are rabies vaccine, the rubella vaccine, the varicella vaccine for chickenpox, and the hepatitis A vaccine. Do your research. Only those four actually are grown within the cells from those abortions in 1961. Only four. Look, there are tons and tons and tons and tons of other vaccines that have nothing to do with the abortions. Take, for instance, smallpox. All right, Smallpox is said to save uh, 5 million lives a year. In fact, it's said to have been eradicated since 1980. That was a true, a true killer back in the day. Millions and millions of people died, but now it saves 5 million lives a year and it has nothing to do, that vaccine has nothing to do with the aborted babies in 1961. There's the pertussis vaccine for whooping cough. It saves 160 lives a year when it was, it's been introduced since 1914. I mean, even before these abortions were done. Um, you've got tetanus for lockjaw. You step on a rusty nail, um, your jaw is going to lock up if you don't have a tetanus shot. It was introduced by 1924, 40, 30, what is that, 37 years before these abortions were done. By the way, since 1988, there has been a 96% reduction in mortality due to lockjaw because of the vaccine. How about the diphtheria? Diphtheria vaccine. Um, now, my when I was a kid, I used to go over to my grandmother's house, and we would always watch the animated movie Balto. Balto. And he goes into Alaska and Nome, Alaska, and they've got that diphtheria epidemic going around, and they need the vaccine, and Balto saves the day of the dog sled team. And uh, But that vaccine was introduced in 1921. It has seen almost a 100% decrease in cases since the vaccine was introduced. Or take the measles. Measles, was, the, the vaccine was introduced in 1963. It used to be a 2.6 million deaths across the globe each year from measles. 
But in 18 years alone, when you measure the the results from 2000 to 2018, 23.2 million lives were saved. And that vaccine has nothing to do with the aborted babies from 1961. Or how about this one, polio? Polio, the vaccine was introduced in 1953. A thousand people a year used to die the slow, debilitating, painful death of polio every single year. Now, because of the vaccine, the disease has been practically eradicated. If you go back to when we talked about five life-changing messages all preached before the year 2000, one of those messages that I encouraged you to listen to was one that I actually didn't have a link for. I had to send it to you. I had to email it to you. In that episode, Dr. David Gibbs um, Jr., he talked about how his mother came down with polio. Polio was a real killer back then, but it's been eradicated truly because of the vaccine. And so many times I hear people say, well, we stand against all vaccines because of the abortion issue. Well, sadly, that's a, that's a myth. That's just not true. Not all vaccines come from these abortion lines. Uh, smallpox doesn't. Pertussis doesn't. Tetanus doesn't. Diphtheria doesn't. Measles doesn't. Polio doesn't. Influenza doesn't. I mean, a lot of these vaccines have nothing to do with the aborted cells from the abortions in 1961. Only four vaccines come from those cells. And that would be the rabies vaccine, the rubella vaccine, the varicella vaccine for chickenpox, and the hepatitis A vaccine. To say that all vaccines are bad based on the abortion issue, that's simply a myth. Now, there may be other reasons you may stand against the vaccines for maybe some other reasons, but you can't stand against all vaccines because of the abortion issue. Now, those are some common myths. And those are some of the facts concerning the Christian vaccine debate. I wanted to set the facts straight to begin with. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to kind of do an about face. And I want us to look at the logic. Look at the logic. Look at the thought process of refusing vaccines based on this issue of the abortions from 1961. All I want to do is look at the logic, the reasoning the assessment by which we base our decisions and see if it's truly a logical stance. As I said today, let me be very clear. I want to re-say two things. I'm very much against abortion. I believe abortion to be murder. I believe abortion to be wrong. I believe that God is punishing currently America for the abortion going on. I firmly stand against abortion. As I said, you can go back and listen to, I think it was episode number 65, in response to my stand on abortion. But then the second thing I want to reiterate is I'm not trying to change anybody today. I just want to separate the facts from the myths, and then let's look at the logic. Now that we have the facts, we've separated the myths, now how can we logically process that data to arrive at the most logical conclusion? And so there's a lot of things that I want to challenge us on today to get us to think. Now look, you may be against vaccines or you may be for vaccines. It really doesn't matter to me because my goal is not to change you. My goal is to get you to think. I want you just to think. Just think about it. Challenge yourself and say, you know what, does this really hold up in good logical or good logic? Is this really based on good principle? Um, Is this based off the facts? Because here's what I find. A lot of people in their stand against vaccines, um, a lot of it was based on the myths we just exposed. With a little bit of research, so many of those myths can be found. And so many people base their stance on those myths alone. That, should, that just shouldn't happen. 
It shouldn't. It should be based. It should be based on the facts, never the myths. And so as we go into continuing this episode, I want us to look at the logic behind our decision. And I'm going to ask a few questions just to challenge our logic. Let's go ahead and get into those. Number one, I want to ask if we stand, and most of this I'm going to be asking questions to the idea of our stand against vaccines or some people's stands against vaccines because of the abortion issue. And so that's really what I'm going to be posing the question towards, more towards that camp, all right? So is the stance against vaccines because of abortion, is it an issue of principle or an issue of preference? Is it an issue of principle or is it an issue of preference? Now, principle is defined as a fundamental truth that serves as the foundation for a system of belief, behavior, or reasoning. Here's an easy way to explain principle, okay? Here on the podcast, on Sandy Creek Stirrings, we teach that the Bible is our sole authority in all areas of life. That is the principle. That's the fundamental truth by which we base our behavior, our beliefs, and our reasoning. For instance, we go to church based on the Bible being our sole authority. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's a belief we have based on the Bible being our sole authority. We reason on this podcast. We go through reasoning and we logic and we look at different um, everyday things and we examine it through the lens of the Bible. Why? Because the Bible is our fundamental truth by which we base all of our behavior, our beliefs, and our reasoning. Now, here's the sad fact is most people make the issue of God's Word. Even Christians, even good Christians per se, I don't know if you're a good Christian. If you do this, you're not. You're just maybe a saved person, possibly. But so many people make the issue of God's Word an issue of preference, not of principle. Because here's the deal. Sometimes they follow God's Word. Sometimes they don't. And that's a principle, not preference. In the same way, for most people I see who are, who are against vaccines because of the abortion issue, they stand against it as a principle, but truly their stand is a preference. Now, that's not all people, but that's most people I see. What do I mean? Well, they claim they stand against the vaccines because it supports abortion. If that's the stand they want to take, then I have no issue. The problem I see with that is that most of these people support abortion in various other ways by doing business with businesses that give money to abortion clinics like Planned Parenthood. There is online, and you can find it from multiple websites, including thefamilycouncil.org, but there is a list listed on these websites like familycouncil.org of 39 businesses and organizations that directly give money to abortions, uh, Planned Parenthood specifically. They give money specifically to go to abortions. I'm going to give you not all 39, but I'm going to list you just some of the most. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger right there until Tuesday. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode up to this point. And let me encourage you, if you have, why don't you send me an email at Joshua at Sandy Creek Stirring and said, hey, I've enjoyed the episode so far. Looking forward to the next part on Tuesday. We're going to pick up right from that spot we left off on, on the various other ways people actually do support abortion. We're going to talk about that here in the next episode on Tuesday. Until then, my friend, keep looking up and keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.